It's a good spread of Christmas jumpers around the room. Well done. If you're wearing a Christmas jumper, would you like to stand up and show it off right now? Or a Christmas shirt? Christmas pudding t-shirt. Wonderful. Let me extend my welcome to you. If you're visiting or if you're a regular, you're still welcome. Don't go anywhere. So I just wanted to start this morning uh, with a little bit of a straw poll on Christmas lights. We've been working through this this little light series uh, this December. So by a show of hands, uh, who decorates their house with Christmas lights in this room? Great. And of those Christmas lights, both. <laughs> of, <laughs> of those Christmas lights, who gets to put up multicolored Christmas lights in their house? Ooh. Okay. And who sticks with the, the warm, bright Christmas lights? Yeah, well done. Okay. I feel a little bit outnumbered on this one. <laughs> and of those Christmas lights, who uses flashing Christmas lights? Yeah, come on. <laughs> who has nicely fading ones that go just, just a bit, well, you get a whole array from this Christmas tree. That's great. And how many of you uh, have to compromise at Christmas because of your preference of lighting or decoration? Just, just, just me? <laughs> Wonderful. So we've been working through this Little Light series uh, throughout December. Uh, if, you've, if you've got a Bible with you, we're going to read from 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4. If you don't have a Bible uh, with you, we've got some from the, available from the Connect team. If you just want to raise your hand and grab, we've got some New Testaments available that we can, can read together. Anyone need a Bible? Good, good. So, throughout December we've been running this theme, this little light, considering uh, the theme of light throughout the Bible and specifically in the promise and the person of Jesus. We've heard of the promised light uh, from the Old Testament, Isaiah, uh, as Simone shared this morning, the Isaiah 9 passage uh, was preached by Daniel earlier on. We've looked at the time of preparation that Mary went through and her willingness to, uh, to receive the person of Jesus in the most miraculous way um, through the Holy Spirit and bringing Jesus, the Son of God, into the world. And then last Sunday, Richard uh, looked at Jesus, the light of the world, um, the light of all mankind, and that he reveals to us who God is that God is love, that he is relational, that he is humble. Um, he was God. Jesus was God in the beginning. He was with God in the beginning. Jesus is God. So this week, we're going to focus on Jesus, tick, but also look at our role in his big mission uh, to bring light to this darkness uh, of this world. So if you have your Bible, please turn to Corinthians chapter 4. Uh, we'll start at verse 4. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. 
For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Just that verse 6 again. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. Lord, thank you that it is timeless. Lord, that it is alive, that it speaks to us. Holy Spirit, we just ask for your, your presence here with us. Come and speak to us this morning. Lord, use my words to reveal what you want to say. Holy Spirit, we invite you to be at work. Bring the, the life and light that Jesus brought into our hearts. Lord, the light of the gospel into our hearts. And be with us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So Jesus, the light of the world, is alive in us. The one who spoke light and life in the beginning now speaks light and life. Hello. <laughs> into our hearts. At the beginning of time, Jesus was. Through him, all things were created. Life itself. And then in one marvellous act of creation, Jesus was conceived through the Holy Spirit, made in human likeness, perfectly man, yet perfectly God. As he gave the glorious light of the sun to this earth in the beginning, oh, hello. <laughs> As he gave the glorious light of the sun to this earth in the beginning of time, so he brings his perfect son to the earth, born to a virgin. And can you see the link between the original creation and the spiritual creation as we respond to the gospel? We read that when we choose to follow Jesus, um, we're told we become a new creation full of the glorious light of Jesus. It says that the God who said, let light shine out of darkness in Genesis 1 is the same one who makes his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. As I was preparing for this morning, I felt God remind me of the priestly blessing in Numbers 6. And this was a blessing that Aaron, who is told by God through Moses, to bless the Israelites with. And he said, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So the one who spoke light in the beginning is the one who speaks in numbers and instructs a blessing over his people, God's people, causing his face to shine on them. He's the same one who causes his light to shine in our hearts that reveals the glorious light of Jesus and that light in our hearts allows us to see and share God's glory, which is displayed in the face of Jesus. So what was spoken to the Israelites thousands of years before Jesus' birth, that the Lord would make his face shine on the people of God, is again spoken to the church in Corinth through the Apostle Paul. He tells us that God's light shines in our hearts, and that because of this, the glory of God is revealed to us in the face of Christ. 
So we see a glimpse of just how glorious Jesus' face is in the transfiguration in Matthew 17. Uh, Just verse 2, it says, There Jesus, or there he, was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Now, I don't know about you, and on today it might be hard to tell, but the sun's kind of bright. We're told that Jesus' face shone like the sun. So when we bless one another with this priestly blessing from Numbers 6, we're asking for the Lord's glorious face to shine on us. We, through the revelation of Jesus, cause his glorious light to shine on one another. And this isn't a nice, pretty, culturally relevant Edison bulb. It's not a dimming uh, light. It's not a flickering fairy light, whether it's multicolored or not. It's a light that shines like the sun. In all its glory, all its wonder, it's not something that can be ignored or go unnoticed. I don't know how many of you have seen the film Deck the Halls, uh, starring Danny DeVito. Anyone? Last night. Did you? <laughs> Brilliant. Do you want to come and you could tell the story probably. So Danny DeVito just moves into the neighbourhood. Um, he he uh, his daughters look on the internet and, and try and find a house on it was it would have been something like Google Earth where you can zoom in from the satellite and see ah oh, this is where I live. Um, and, and his daughters couldn't see the house, so, so Danny DeVito basically goes throughout this film trying to make his house visible through the space satellites, uh, through some very ridiculous <coughs> ways, but primarily through Christmas lights all over his house. He, he starts small um, and then keeps adding and adding and adding to it. Um, and by the end of the film, you guessed it, uh, NASA can see his house from, from space. It ends the film with this beaming light caught through the satellite. Um, and again, I don't know if any of you have seen Rebecca Park's house. It's probably something fairly close to that. Um, so we are the light of the world. The one who created light is light. The one who created light came as light to a dark world. And the one who came as the light of the world then tells us, his followers, that we are the light of the world. Jesus says in Matthew 5, if you want to turn there, we're starting at verse 14, Matthew 5, 14. Jesus says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. At the point of salvation, when we accept Jesus, when we choose to follow Jesus, there's a light lit in us, in our hearts. Jesus tells us you don't light a lamp and put it under a bowl. You don't hide it away. Instead, you put it on a stand. You don't plug your lights in at Christmas and and leave them off for the entire time. No, you let them shine, whatever colour. We're not to keep this light that we've been given hidden. We're not to hide it away and to bury it or keep it safe. We're not to be selfish and, and not share it around. It's time to, as Jesus tells us, let your light shine before others. We are to let our light shine, the light that we have been given through the gospel, 
the light that started when we accepted Jesus? And why do we light, let our light shine? Those around us, that those around us would see our good deeds, because funnily enough, following Jesus changes us. It changes us to, uh, it changes our sinful desires and replaces them with godly desires. It changes us from being people who walk in darkness to those who live and walk in a glorious light. It changes us from people who uh, bear no fruit or bad fruit to people who bear good fruit and lots of it. Fruit that is only made possible through the filling and indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5 tells us the fruit that we will bear as followers of Jesus, full of the Spirit. We bear fruit of love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Jesus models and calls us to a way of living that goes beyond ourselves. He calls us to, in Matthew 22, love the Lord with all our heart, soul, and mind, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. We are to live looking upwards and outwards, upwards to God, to his plans, to his call on our life, to his ways, and outwards towards others in love, in humility. But what does that mean to us this Christmas? What does it mean to let our light shine? It means to love God and to love others. That could be your husband, your wife, your children, your siblings, your friends, your parents, even your in-laws. Over the next week or so, I've no doubt that you'll be in situations where there is more than just yourself in the room. And if that's so, then Jesus is asking you to reflect his glorious light, whether to a room full of Christians or when you're the only Christian in the room. The opportunity to love God and to love others is there for you. It's a call to obedience. So why not help peel the carrots? Why not help set the table, offer drinks to guests, offer to drive Uncle Grantham home? Encourage that relative you only see at this time of year and hey, what an idea. Why not share the gospel with them? Why not tell them about Jesus? And so the reason we do these things, the reason uh, that we, we do this in response to what we've read is so that people will see our good deeds and think that we're absolutely wonderful and tell us how nice we are. No. It's so that they too will see and glorify our Father in heaven. I think that we can misunderstand ourselves sometimes, that we can misunderstand what Jesus calls us to. We think that being a Christian just makes us a better person. Not really. Following Jesus in obedience causes us to reveal something of himself to those around us. It's, it's not about us. Now, I think that my wife makes me a better person. I know, it's disgustingly sloppy. <laughs> the reality is that when Jesus... Uh, enters our hearts when we're with Jesus, which, by the way, is all the time, it will make us better. But again, just to remind us, the motive for doing so must be to show something of the glory of God, the light and joy that he brings to us, and that that primarily is not to make ourselves look better. We're to be those that reflect the goodness of God and reflect people's praise and wonder of what amazing people we are, back to God. Like the annoying person on a sunny day 
who realises that they can shine the sun in your eyes by reflecting their watch. Or more recently, their iPhone. Or other appropriate brands. <laughs> in doing this, we don't value ourselves less, but we see our true value in fulfilling the purposes of God rather than our own. The kingdom goal is an upward one. What we do must cause people to look to God. What we do must reflect the glorious light of Jesus so that when they see us and the way we act and the way we speak, they see Jesus. I just want to invite the band back up as we close and respond. I want to ask the question to you, or I want to make you ask the question, how can I let my light shine this Christmas? If you're sitting here today and wondering about this light, there's an opportunity now as we respond. Maybe you, like, like many, get the gist of the Bible, the story of Christmas, the story of Jesus coming to earth, but now you realise that, that requires a response. Or maybe you're here and have very little thought about God, Jesus, the Christmas story. Maybe you've even listened to a little bit of this morning and are already dreaming of the roast potatoes awaiting you over the next day or two. But despite all of this, there's a response required of us. Now it's time to take a step out of the darkness and into this glorious light. When Jesus died 33 years after his birth, on that day darkness came over the whole land. There was a moment where all hope seemed lost. What we know is that on the third day, very early, just after sunrise, the tomb where Jesus was laid was empty. The long dark night had ended, and as the sun rose on, the first, uh, on that third day, so did the Son of God. As Christians, we know that Jesus died to pay the price for all our sins. He died for each and every one of us as the perfect Son of God. He made a way for us to join him in eternal life, a life in all its fullness. So as we reflect on this and ask the question of how we let our light shine this Christmas, I want to offer the opportunity for us to pray together, to pray a prayer of salvation, maybe for the first time for you, and to receive this Christmas Eve the light of the gospel that is given so freely. You just want to close your eyes. I'm going to read a prayer. If you want to respond to this gospel message, then just repeat either in your heart or out loud with me. Jesus, I thank you for coming to earth. I thank you for the life you lived. I thank you that you chose to die for me and for all the things I've ever thought, I've ever said, and I've ever done, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Today I put my trust in you to save me. I want to receive your light this Christmas Eve. I choose to give you life, my life. I choose to stop living for myself and to follow you. Father God, thank you for accepting me as I am. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit this Christmas time.
and bring me out of darkness and into the light. In Jesus' name, amen.